Hello, ladies and gents. You're with Adrianosaurus, the coach of Rapanorama for super coach purposes. And that's round nine in the books. And it was around, like a lot of these rounds that we've had before, that, you know, it's captains that have, have a large part to play in whether you're going to see green arrows or red arrows. The most popular captain of the week was Pappenhausen. And unfortunately, he went down with a, well, it was a hamstring and a knee injury. It looks like it could be weeks out for him. But at least he scored a try on his way out. I think he might update to 80s, which is not the worst um, for you, but it's going to throw a cat amongst the pigeons for you know, super coach purposes uh, if you captain. Hines, you know, what a game those uh, Sharks, you know at one stage they were 11 against 13 with one in the bin and one had been sent off uh, if you, Captain Hines, you deserve everything you bloody well get. Um, a huge score from him pre-updates. I think he's going to go up into the 160s. He's finished pre-updates on 140s. Other good captains in there were Teddy, who finished 120s. Munster was 3.2% and he scored 120. Uh, Harry Grant was 3.2%, scored 120. So you're at an advantage if you went a pod captain this week. Um, we'll talk about this and a lot of other things with my wonderful guest, and you'll hear from them next. And we're here with our guest for tonight. It's the wonderful Tommy, who's one of one half of the beautiful team of the Supercoach 365 uh, podcast. And Paige, welcome to the show. G'day, mate. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, you guys are, I mean, I really enjoy the content. It's a good, nice, well-rounded content. Lots of graphics and lots of you know questions posed. And obviously the podcast is fantastic. You're going along great guns. Yeah, it's only our second year of really doing it properly. Uh, my partner in crime, Ryan Selvage, he's really the brains behind the operation with all the graphics. He's an absolute guru on Photoshop and whatever other programs he uses. So full credit to him. And yeah, it's been really, really fun for us and getting involved with the fans also has been awesome. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm not the best at the old graphics, so I keep it nice and simple. And I'm a one-man band as well. So time, you know, it takes up a bit of time. So it's always good if you can spread it between a couple of people. Um, all right, well, we'll start off the show. We'll do some talking points from the round. Um, you know, some of it will be super coach related. Some of it will be, be just general rugby league stuff. And you can you know, give me your f- thoughts on what I mentioned. Um, we'll kick it off with the big news, I think, probably from the round. And that is Pappenhausen injured. I listened to the, um, re- you know, the interview after the game and he said torn. So that sounds to me like it's going to be multiple weeks you can't hold someone in fullback. Like one of that, he's not just a gun, one of these premium guns. You can't sit him. You're going to have to move him on. Um, do you think that it's going to be, the turbo is going to be probably the most traded in person next week? Turbo probably, yeah, but you do have origin looming and, you know, his body's been a bit fragile in recent years. So whether he, you know, plays the next few months with during the origin period is a question mark, but I agree with you. Uh, wholeheartedly about Paps. He's such a great player, but his price tag, you can't have him sitting there not playing. Yeah. I think it'll be, I mean, people are going to, I'm going to magic round. I'm going for every game of magic round and it's going to be a loose weekend. I want to probably cheer on Tommy Turbo. I think it's a good matchup for him as well. He was probably, he looked to me pretty busy. I knew he'd lose that um, line break assist try assist. So, you know, I knew it was going to be 70s and I knew he's going to come down in price. He will be tempting, but like we were chatting off air, if you don't own someone like Hines, we know what he did today. It's a great time to jump on someone like that because I think that Hines is probably, you know, obviously they don't play the round 13 by, but he um, will play the second one. I don't think he's going to go off to origin. Well, maybe with Paps if his injury is long-term, but um, that's going to be a popular buy uh, probably as well. 
Yeah, well, not having Hines, is, it's hurt me all year, but today it's stung, particularly against the Warriors. He was unbelievable. Probably going to look at getting over 150 once you get the recounts done. So very, uh, very good. And you look at the Sharks next two weeks, Raiders, and uh, then another easy-ish game against the Titans. So you're probably looking at two big scores there. And I think if you don't have him already, you've got to get him in. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I think we'll have to wait and get a, a fuller assessment of what the go is with. If it was a week, I'd be, I could hold him a week, but I wouldn't love it because it's just so much value on the sidelines. But if it's anything more, I think he's going to be moved on. Um, let's move on to when in the first game, I was really salty personally. I know um, that the sweeping fullback gets the try assist and, you know, people like, the smart, sensible people like Wilfred and this, the super coach Spice, it always goes to the sweeping fullback. But isn't that just friggin' bullshit sometimes? Like in that play, Cody Walker swept more than Taff. He swept probably three times the distance from the scrum. He drew three players and then he held off the pass. And basically, the simple fact is that if Taff wasn't there and Cody just passed it to the wing, it would still be a try. That's how unimportant Taff was to that. Do you think any of the sales players were going to slap Taff on the, on the ass saying, great job, mate. What did you put on a brilliant try? No, I completely agree. I mean, I do have Taff, so I wasn't completely disappointed, but hundred percent agree. Uh, Walker deserved full credit for that one, but it's just, it's a tough one with super coach. You know, so many things about try scoring and that is very subjective and you could ask 10 people and five people would say different, uh, different opinion on who deserves what points. So it's always going to be a contentious issue when it comes to super coach for rugby league, I think. Yeah. I think that for me, that sweeping fullback should be, I think if it's consistently given most of the time for that, but you've got to have exceptions to the rule. You know, if you get those, the one today that went to Heinz, but Talakai, you know, he ran for seven meters and then drew the, you know, the defender. And then if a lot happens after it, you know, or, or before it, if the try is put on, you know, creating the overlap wasn't what made that try. You know, you've got to, if yeah. it's going to be subjective, you've got to look at who put that try on the sweeping. Yeah. All right. It might've created the extra man overlap, but I think that Cody drawing three players and then holding up the pass is what actually created the try. And what I would be proposing, and I'm no, I know I have no say on the rules is there's got to be instances where they give try assist to two people then, because if you want to say that the fullback sweeping in, that's the try assist, but you're going to say in that instance, Cody Walker did enough in that play for it to be considered more than just a try contribution. And I know you're going to have some times where that's it's, it's extra scoring, but if it's an, an, an that was all Cody, that was, no one's going to dispute that that was a try assist. If they both got the try assist, no one would be, everyone would be cheering. It was, it was Cody Walker. I, I just think, it's, it's a Cody. It was a sublime play off the scrum by Cody. So it's such an unfortunate thing that all he gets is four points for it. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and I definitely undersold him there with the points they gave him. But I just think consistency is the thing that super coaches would want to see. And they probably want it to be, I guess, black and white. But it's really hard to be because, you know, all these instances we're talking about, it's just a case by case basis. So I do yeah. agree with you. They could probably give out two tries at times. I wouldn't be against that at all. Yeah, I think it would just mean that some of the ones that are probably 50-50, you go, all right, well, in that instance, if, because it's so close, we could give it to both of them. Um, the Eels, they take care of Penrith. Now, they've knocked off Melbourne Storm in, in Melbourne, and they've knocked off, um, you know, the Penrith. They broke that, that winning streak. Um, that's, pretty, that's pretty awesome. Um, the Eels, can we um, still hold a player like Targo? 
uh, is my question off the back of that because in a perfect world, we're all thinking of round 13 numbers. He started the year with such a wet sail. The scores have been much milder, probably since Cleary's been back. So do you think that we can hold on now? He's going to drop value down to about 440K this week. He's going to be up against the big B against Melbourne Storm next week. Do you think he's a hold to 13? Well, I was a big advocate of holding till 13 for a lot of weeks, but just recently his scoring's really dipped, as you say there, and you look at their run as well. They've got the Storm, obviously, in that massive game at Magic Round, then the Roosters. So it's a pretty tough little period before round 13. And as much as you want to get that maybe 40, 50 points you get in round 13 off him, you've got a lot of weeks to get through before that, copying these 30s and 40s. So I actually moved from him last week, but um, I was kind of happy when he only got 34 the other night, I guess. Yeah, I think it's got to be something... We so often we get obsessed with numbers in the buy, you know, but you've got to have the right. If you have like, I, I got rolled by a guy with nine last year and I had something like 13 because he just had better players. Yeah. So I think um, if Targo is looking like 30s, 40s, it's not going to be something you miss too much in that round. And you probably want to use the value because he's still got reasonable value now. If he keep by the time you get to 13, he might be worth next to nothing at the rate that he's going. Although if you play devil devil's advocate, he could score a try and, and get kickstarted again. But I think he's, you know, we've seen enough weeks of it now with Cleary back. They're not as it goes out to may, it gets out to May. but you know, he's, he's probably not scoring as well as we need. Um, And then on the back of that, do we think kick out, you know, he is a yo-yo kick out, but is he somebody that you think, looms as a possible target for round 13 he scored an 80 this week so with him i think it's very matchup dependent of course but in that round 13 i think about it like what players do i worry about who could go big in this round you know do you think he is or do you think he's just too much of a yo-yo he is a yo-yo but when you're looking at i guess high ceiling players for round 13 he's right up there because he is capable of going a triple figure score and you look at the fixtures and around 13, there's probably not a lot of players out there that will be involved that can go big. So if you're looking to really make a statement and maybe even put a captain on kick out that week and he gets 100, you could end up being in the top top 1% for that week. So it's a risky play, but I, I don't hate it. Yeah, I always say to people, if you're considering a play like that, you've got to think of that person as a, could I hold them for the rest of the year and would I be happy with them as a 19th and 20th man? And, you know, you could probably hold Kiko in that sense for matchups against the lower teams or whatever, because he beats up on them. Um, ooh, the old, the Hamoli last second out, you know, was an absolute dagger for me because I had to play Tuolagi. I stupidly had Targo on the bench. If he was in my starting lineup, I could have avoided it, but I just knew he was suspended. And, uh, you know, I, I just, it was one of those rookie errors you make in super coach, but um, it was a, it was a real blow playing to a and We'll talk about him later, but oh, it stings. Alakuatu, oh, yeah. His admission was painful for me too. I'd gone initially to Schuster from Tago, and then Schuster was right out on the Friday, and then I went to Alakuatu, and he was right out on Saturday. I think I ended up with Angus Crichton, who got about 60. So it wasn't the end of the world, but I definitely wanted some of those manly players for, for the buy round. Yeah, uh, hopefully he's back next week. Um, I I did put down the note that I thought it was a bit of an iffy <laughs> for the Burbo try, line break assist, try assist to Turbo, but that's already been dropped. So that's what updates are for. Um, is Burbo a buy? <laughs> because I know he'll be popular next week because, well, I think, I think the first question is, is he going to 
maintain his spot in the team because that's got to be shaky, surely. Mm. Well, he did play well yesterday. I, until yesterday, I'd barely seen him. I, I hadn't really rated him, to be honest with you, but he was really good yesterday. He put his hand up. And if Schuster's out, I think he's out for a couple of weeks, perhaps probably opens the door for Burbo to maintain his spot and, what is your rock bottom prize? <laughs> There'll be a lot of people jumping in, definitely. Yeah, because I mean, Tuolagi, my lovely replacement for Ola, <laughs> he's he stinks, and he's already maxing out. So you could go down to someone like Burbo, but the question is, I think you would want to feel confident that he plays around thirteen because he could be a, a cheapie that starts making you good money because that hundred is going to be handy. Um, mm. But you'd, you'd be spewing if you didn't get him as around thirteen number. Um, what else did I put in here? Uh, selling Teddy. I think we can unequivocally say it was a mistake now. He has been sensational. Obviously, the best captain this week would have been Hines with his giant score, but people who captain Teddy, you're not far off. There was some 60s, and and I think there was a few Grant and and Munster ones, but if you were a Cleary captainer or you're a Paps captainer, Teddy was a fine choice this week for captain. And, and it was a big mistake. People who probably went to TAF, who's doing okay as a cheapie, yeah. but Teddy's hit his straps. Yeah, well, I went through a bit of touch and go with Teddy earlier in the year. I, I had him and then I got rid of him for a week. And I was like, I can't play Supercoach without James Sedesco. So I brought him back and he's been churning out pretty good scores. And this was his best week so far, 126. I think his previous best was only 94. So he did really well. And He's just a big game player, really. I think he's just going to get better as the season goes on, as the Roosters sort of warm into the season. Yeah, and they did look a little bit improved. The Titans will do that for you sometimes. But, yeah, his best <laughs> score of the year was good to see. Um, popular trade-ins tanked this week. Tass, he was a very popular pl- player this week, obviously because of the thoughts of what kind of money he can make. I think it's going to be 50000 60000 now. I played him because I thought the matchup was good. 24 points. Wasn't good. Um, Cody Walker was a very popular uh, bring-in. I think 47 is okay, but you were hoping for 80s if you're going to get him in and you're hoping for a premium 5-8. You know, I think he was dudded, actually. I, I, I mean, I know they give it to the sweeping fullback, but it's such a pity he got four points for that play, which was a good play by Cody, but not the best score in the world. It was medium. Um, Tamari Martin, I saw people bringing him in. I think um, very smart super coacher in Tim Williams from the playbook brought in Tamari. 15 points. I was iffy on Tamare. One, because I thought I figured that New was coming back into that team, probably in the fullback position. So I didn't know where Tamari goes, maybe to the six, but his scoring wasn't enough to sort of lure me in. No, he had a few errors from memory in that game. He didn't play horribly, but he just probably tried to do a bit too much on too many occasions. But yeah, Walker and especially Tass, I just think they're victims of how poor South are going, really. They were, they were really ordinary the other night at home to Brisbane who were missing their best player in Payne Haas. So yeah. a lot of these South players that we talked about being really good over this period of their good fixtures, it's not actually eventuating because they're not playing well. Exactly. Um, Coates was a popular buy-in this week. This is what it, he is, the ultimate yo-yo, because if there's no tries, this is what you get. There was 23 <laughs> posts, uh, pre-updates, and the last couple of weeks it's been big hundreds, and it really sucks. It's not an easy matchup next week as well for people that bought him, and you could really be, you know, you've got to get these people bef- like the AJs and the Coates before they do the hundreds. When you get them post-100s, you, you kind of played a risky game. 
Yeah, Ryan and I on the on our three six five podcast, we've spoken about codes a fair bit. It's kind of similar to players like Jason Saab and Josh Adokar. You know, you just sometimes you just have to cop their twenties because every now and then you're going to get that nice hundred, hundred and fifty. But it's just the nature of the beast with them. They, they don't do a lot of base work, so it's all about scoring tries. Yeah, and look, he, he next week it's a tough matchup, but you know, you got him, you got him, and he was making money, and it wasn't it wasn't the worst move in the world. But it was it's it's inevitable that he's going to get bad scores sometimes. Um, do you think that? Meany will come in at fullback to cover perhaps because that could really make for a, you know, gives, gives you sort of a uh, Heinz from last year vibes because he'll kick goals most likely and he'll play fullback. He's, he's pretty affordable. Yeah, I know there was a bit of talk pre-season that Meany could be, you know, this year's Nico Heinz in like just being a super sub coming in when there's injuries and, hey, the opportunity has presented itself. Um, It'll be a bit of a baptism of a fire if he is selected a fullback and he has to play against Penrith first up. So <laughs> it'll be interesting to see how he actually goes there. Yeah, well, that's it. I mean, it probably looms as a, oh, I could jump on him right now, but it's not an easy matchup, you know, in Brisbane there against Penrith Panthers next week. Was there much of a difference between the Kennedy send-off and the, ter- the Tupu nothing? Was it a penalty? It was a penalty, but no bin. I know they said it okay. should have been a bin, but wow, the degree between not even a sin bin and a, and a send off. I don't know. Yeah. I think uh, the fact that they didn't bin Tupo has probably led to this send off. Hasn't it really? It's just caused the overreaction. And you'd probably even say Jesse Ramian's uh, shoulder charge later in the game was probably worse than Kennedy's. Oh, I think. And he, he only got binned. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. I mean, he's going to do weeks for that. Cause he's got, well, I mean, does form count? He's even got form this year, Jesse Ramian. Yeah. I think so. He'll probably get some weeks. Um, Heinz, he's a dead set weapon, 144 pre-updates. Um, Talakai, is he a cash out? I think probably because we think Ramian's going to get suspended and probably Kennedy as well. we'll I, I really think that he might have been replaced by Kennedy next week. Kennedy was great yeah. today. Um, but do you think that you cash him out at his value? He's got a 40-something today. Mm. Yeah, I, I just got him actually myself. Uh, I hadn't moved on him until this week because I, I had Fida and Fida got injured. So I thought I'd just replace him with a bit of a, a like for like. But yeah, it wasn't great science today. But as I said before, you know, the Sharkies have two good games coming up, Raiders and Titans. And they're the sort of teams that he could literally dominate. So I probably hold him and just hope he can get back to some of his best scoring. Yeah, it's not a hundred, but and it's kind of like what people are saying about Aiken. You know, they're like, oh, you got a couple, of, you got a hundred and and some some attack, which made his scores much better. But you're like, well, he's scoring forties and fifties. It's fine mm. if you can if you can pick him in the center wing, which we can't do with Talakai. But I think he'll only just cover his BE this week, and I think people are going to get shitty and sell him because you know he's enormous value. Um, that's pretty much it from my talking points. We'll go into the games for the good, bad, and ugly. We'll take a game each. Um, and obviously we can chime in if there's something that we have different. If you want to take it first on the Broncos and Bunnies. Yeah, well, there wasn't a lot of good from this game, I'd have to say, from a super coach point of view. Um, probably my good personally, uh, Blake Taff, he's still got 51 despite South being terrible. I suppose he was benefited by that dodgy tries which we've spoken about a fair bit um and he kicks good goals so i still think he's doing his job as a cheap in this game he's, he's not a hold for your whole season but i still think he's uh he's doing a solid job yeah i mean that's the thing he 
it softens the the blow of selling Teddy and, and Teddy doing so well. The fact that he's covering his break even, you know, he's got sixty something last week and he's chugging along. He doesn't actually look great to me on the field, you know, just from an NRL point. But he's he's scoring well. My good was Cobo. I sold Cobo this week. He's he's a hard hard own, and I was glad to get rid of him. But that runaway try was fantastic. He scored eighty five, and he just keeps like Randall. He just keeps on regenerating with a bit of, you know, this it's either a low, low score where he doesn't make his B and then the next week he, he gets over the top of it. Um, he's a tough old, uh, owned 2,397 sold him. And that's the week, of course, he scores an 85. I was one of those people. Yeah. Well, similar to Cobo in a way, uh, another frustrating owner is Gatoni Staggs. He's my bad for the week. Um, I thought he actually played pretty well in terms of just general rugby league. He defended well. But he only got 14 points on Supercoach, oh. which is pretty brutal. Uh, he's been turning out some some 80s here and there. So it was a bit of a disappointment to just see the 14 from Katoni. Yeah, he was my ugly because I had Tass, who everyone brought in for 24, you know, 34,000 people brought Tass in um, and yeah. a good portion of them played him. I was one of those ones as well. Look, um, Staggs, he's one that's a, an interesting question here he's going to appear at the end of the show when we talk about players because he has scored some good ones but he scored some terrible ones it's he sort of reads the same as Manu to me it's like 100 or 80 or it's really Mm. low in the 20s um he's 108 102 37 82 14 um there's a couple of real low ones in there um anything else yeah, I just really my ugly was probably South in general. A lot of their players, you know, performing well below expectations. Your Walkers, your Damian Cook, even only getting low 50s. Cam Murray not at his best. And Tass, of course, as you mentioned there. So they're becoming a frustrating team. If you have a lot of South players, they're just, they're just a tough watch at the moment. Yeah, definitely. Um, A-Ray, he should get a, a mention. He turned up against his old team, which is not too bad. Um, Carrigan was one that he looked like an animal in that game covering for Haas as well. Official on 92, not bad. Um, into the next game, our Raiders, you're a Raiders fan. It's been a hard old year for us uh, Raiders fans, but we got the win over the dogs. Um, really unfortunate. The Toots came back. I thought it was a good move to bring him back because we really lacked a bit of maturity out there. It's unfortunate, the shoulder. Hopefully, I know he signed for next year, so hopefully it's best-case scenario with that shoulder and hopefully he can still you know, get up to that 300 games. But I was just glad to get the win, to be honest. Yeah, what a, what a great exhibition of rugby league this game was. <laughs> it really oh, wasn't a great match. Oh, I, obviously, it was good to see our team win, but it was a tough watch. Uh, and it, went, it almost went into the next game, uh, oh, the Panthers game. It went for that long. Watching the next game, I was just like, oh, Christ. Like the degrees between the best in the business and, and our team is just huge. Um, the good for me, look, there wasn't. I've got no honourable mentions or anything, and it was really hard to find much in this one. But TPJ finished on a 67. He's one of the ones that people are talking about as an option for, you know, your round 13 numbers. They're bringing him in. I think there's a few good options in the front row. TPJ, Lolo, um, and look, uh, people brought him in. 1,236 people brought him in. His last five have been sort of, you know, 62, 40, 84, 54, and then there's 67. I think in the front row, if you can get him 55 and above, it's great. And I think he, and you want to get for 60 if you can, and he's, not, I don't think he's the best option, and I'll probably skip him, but he's 
you know, he's one of those ones. He's got a super coach friendly game. Um, my bad was Starling. It's not the worst. It's 40 points. But I think that Starling, you know, a lot of people brought him in instead of, you know, maybe going to Cook or a Grant or they, they got rid of Randall earlier. Randall's sort of doing better. Unfortunately, the way the Raiders are running it, Ricky's running it with Elliot to start at a nine. And I kind of like Starling coming on as an impact player, but he's just not making super coach points impact. No, I completely agree with what Sticky's doing, to be honest. I know a lot of people are kind of bagging him, but I actually think, well, I will bag him for other things, but this, I think uh, Adam Elliott, He's doing a decent job at nine, to be honest. And then Starlink is more of an impact player, like you say. I don't think he's an 80-minute hooker, but if he can come in at the back end of halves and just, you know, dominate tiring forwards, that's his go. But it doesn't really uh, doesn't really work for super coaches, I agree. Yeah, and I mean, I think, you know, the questions, i got a couple of questions like, oh, should I try to hold um, Starling to around 13? Look, I think, I don't know what his B was this week, but, you know, I think he's probably presents as more of a hold than... Targo in a way because Targo has that better value and it's in that center wing spot where you've got so many positions to to cater for um as a backup hooker you may not even need to play him all the time if you've got a grant whatever you can hold him to the you know till the 13 um ugly was Schneider 26 points he's 19.8 percent owned he lost the kicking obviously because Croker was back but he's going to have it back again um 5,853 sold him. The last five haven't been the worst. They've been probably about what uh, TPJ does. 65, 53, a 30, and then a 43. Then this 26 this week is not ideal. Um, You know, with the goal kicking again, you know, I don't know whether people are going to want to hold him or not, but it wasn't a good score this week. No, and I've got to say, just as a fan, and he, I thought he really struggled the other night. Um, Frawley looked quite good. He's half partner, Matt Frawley. But I kind of think, starting to think when Whiten comes back, maybe Schneider will be out of the team, perhaps. Mm. Well, that's exactly it. So I think with the 26 in here, he's a candidate for maybe moving on if you need to move him on because he's not going to – I don't think he's scoring well enough to hurt you in a buy around, and, I, and there's no guarantee that he's going to be in the team. Um Moving on to the Panthers versus the Eels. This is a cracking game. Like you said, um, after watching the Dogs Raiders at uh, 6 o'clock, moving into this game was like rugby league euphoria. Um, <laughs> so much better. It was really high quality. Yeah. My good, uh, probably joint honourable mentions here, Papa Lee, he was a beast the other night. Uh, 93 pre-updates, I think, mm-hmm. around there anyway. He was awesome. Um, I got him in for half a few weeks ago, and he's done a great job. Um, I really like Papali as a player. And on the same point, Taylor May, um, 96, thereabouts, two tries, I believe. He was on fire, and, you know, a lot of people wanted to sell him last week. I almost did, but, geez, I'm happy I kept him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, on, I was I want a piece of these back lines for these awesome teams, and Penrith is one of them. It seems to they get it out to the winger, and he he – is a season-long hold as long as he holds that position. It's good to see, obviously, that he held his position. People were probably panic-selling, thinking that he might have dropped out, you know, and Staines would hold in. I think Targo is a much better sell if you're going to sell one of them uh, at this point in time. And that's the thing, because he's he takes grunt runs and stuff. If uh, Coates scores two tries, he's 50. If he if uh, May scores two tries, he's 100, and that's well, near yeah. 100. Um, yeah, my good was IPAP as well. Yeah, he, he's flying. Oh, he's. I said it a few weeks ago to 
to Ryan on our podcast. He's everything people want Dave Fafita to be. Here it is that he runs so hard. He gives his all for 80 minutes. He's such an underrated player, and I can't believe he didn't show this for the Warriors going back a few years. But anyway. Yeah. Um, he's come on in leaps yeah. and bounds. I sold Fafita, and I grabbed him, and and he's got that nice jewel. If he scores a try, he's over 100. He only needs one, and his scoring is very consistent even without that. So, yeah, yeah. He's, a, he's a legend. Um, a bad for you? Yeah, bad. Probably Tago. We've mentioned him a few times, but, you know, 34. He's just not getting the involvement he was at the start of the year. And I, I agree with you. I think he's more of a sell than Taylor May because Taylor has that high ceiling. He's on the end of so many tries. They're often cutting out Tago at this stage. So I think he, he's getting towards a must-sell almost. Yeah, 46, uh, well, 53, 31, 50. That, and, and then this 34 this week, it's not scoring that's going to excite you too much. He was my ugly because my bad was Cleary. Yeah. 40 points from the chin. You know, that's uh, unbelievable. Yeah, he I, he was my ugly, actually, because I put the vice captain on him. I was hoping he would maybe go big and I could get a loop out of it. But, yeah, he was at half time. I think he was on around 10 or something, and that had been the case the last few weeks, but he didn't go big second half this week. So, yeah, it was disappointing to see that. Uh, yeah, and I had Targo as an ugly. Um, Gutho, you know, and Appy, you know, the, the Maddo was great off the bench. Um, Maddo should play 80 minutes. 91, you know, coming off the bench. Kick out, who was someone that I floated as a possible buy, got an 80. Um, Toll, pretty handy old return by Toll, too, finished on 81. Uh, moving on to the Seagulls versus the Tigers. Oh, mate, it was a nervous watch not having Turbo. I tried every which way to get him and see if I could make the maths work, but I've got Taff in the fullback, so it was a bit of money to, to make up. Um, we might, I'll, I'll probably be a Turbo owner by next week. You know, most likely. And I'll probably hold Talakai. And as soon as Paps is back, I might use the Talakai value to get back in to Paps. Um, but it was all about Turbo. He did well. Um, he finished on a 78. He lost that, you know, he had, there was an offload only. And I figured that he would lose that. But it's a pretty steady return, I think, yeah. for someone of his caliber. My good was Garrick. I brought him in. I brought Garrick in because Garrick's actually been pretty good this year and I've been waiting for his value to drop down to 500s, but it hasn't happened because he's actually been pretty good. But there's a, it's like Garrick 2.0. It doubles in, in ability when Turbo's back in the team oh. and he finished 105 this week. It was a really good um, injection into the old scores this week for 8 as soon as uh, what you said there, you know, as soon as Turbo's back, Garrick becomes a completely different beast. And he was actually my bad because I didn't go to him. And I was going to go to him all week and I just, just didn't pull the trigger. And then it really hurt when he went over for a couple of tries and kicks all his goals. He's, he's a good <laughs> player uh, and he plays around 13. So like yeah. he's getting close to a must have at the moment almost. Yeah, well, I when I couldn't, as soon as I couldn't afford Turbo, I was like, I can afford Garrick. I'm getting him. Um, the bad for me was Hastings. He's fifteen point one percent owned. It surprised me. Look, it's a bit harsh of me to say forty eight. You know, is a bad. But some people who are, you know, if you're rocking a, you know, a monster, <laughs> you know, in your five eight position, and you're you went the cheap route, you can see what you're you're missing out on. The tons. Uh, he's been good. Um, Hastings since he's come back into that team 70 54 74 and then this 48 it's just one of those ones the Tigers when people were asking me should I buy Hastings I said no because I don't expect the Tigers to stay up like they were at the time you know for long periods of time 
uh, and they're going to get rolled a lot of the time. I don't know if you've got him now, um, you know, just play the BE game and get rid of him when he's up against the big BE. He's the sort of player that is just hurt by the fact he's in the Tigers. You know, if, if Hastings played for Melbourne or Penrith, he'd be one of the great super coach players. But there's only so much you can do when you've got, you know, Stafford Tarr as your fullback. Yeah, definitely. Um, Tuolagi was my ugly, 40.7% owned. I had to play him. I'm so dirty. I'm just so dirty about it. But he, he updated the 31. <laughs> but he played 80 <laughs> minutes, and he's actually looked like he's had some super coach sort of ability, but he just out there, watch, I watched him very closely because I was like, come on, mate, get me to 60 at least. You know, he's he, they're in attack, they cut him out a lot as a decoy runner, and he doesn't. You know, he does, he's not really going in there for work in defense either. He doesn't make a lot of tackles. Um, he's already maxing out. The scoring from him has been, you know, it's not the greatest. Um, and he's already caught up on his, his BE. So we'll talk about him in the cells, you know, later on in the show. But he was my ugly this week. Um, we talked about Burbo at the start of the show. 96, you know, bottom price. That's going to be in his rolling average. You know, I think... You know, I think that he, he, do you think he'd be put into the centers if, like, just say he might start off in second row? Do you think he might be in the centers? Because I know they've got some long term injuries in the centers. You've got Cooler in one, Harper was there this week. I think he'd probably take it over Harper, would he? He probably jumps ahead of Harper now, given his performance yesterday. I don't think Harper did a lot really. So, yeah, I think. uh, he might play himself into a jersey there, the way he's been playing. And then he definitely becomes relevant in Supercoach, like you're saying. Probably another relevant Supercoach player I want to mention is Christian Tupelotu. He yeah. was pretty popular this week uh, as a trade-in. I think he had negative break-even. Mm. And he got 70 and only scored one try. So he still did pretty good work other than the try. Uh, I bought him in, so I was really happy to see him go well. Yeah, I was, you know, I had the money to go him and not Tass. But I was like, why would I go? I should just go the cheaper player because he's bottom price cheap. But, you know, sometimes that's it's a lesson for people because, uh, to me, Tupelotto passed the eye test. Although Tass had been very good since coming into grade, so I don't think it'll ultimately be a bad choice for you going Tass. But Tupelotto looks good. And he is he getting out of your range now? Because 70, he's going to mm-hmm. go up in price. He's going to be, you know, probably more, you can't go from two, you can't go from Tuolagi to him probably, I think. Yeah. Um, but you can get down to Burbo because he's second row forward center wing. Uh, moving on to the Chooks versus the Titans. Yeah, well, it was a, it was a, the game we've been waiting for for the Roosters. You know, all year they've been threatening to play well, but they finally did, scored 44 points. So that was good to see. But my main good point out of this game was obviously Teddy. Uh, I think 126. I'm not sure if that's updated since, but a very high score nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Played really well. He's been playing well for weeks, but this was his real breakout game. And, Obviously, he's got Origin coming up, but he's still, you know, he's showing why he's one of the best players we have in Supercoach. Yeah, well, my girlfriend, she picked her team at the start of the year on a look. So there was a lot of, you know, shirtless hats and TPJ in her team and stuff. And she was a big Maddo fan, but she, you know, didn't mind Teddy and she brought him in this week because she needed to make some trades. And she was really smart today too. She didn't want to, because she hates Paps, even though she owns him because she doesn't like his... um mullet um so she vc'd paps and captain hines so everything came up kimmy this week brought in teddy vc'd paps into a into a um hines captain legend um any bads in there yeah not a lot of bad really i thought probably tupanua if you own him he was a late uh 
moved to the bench an hour out by Robinson. So if you had Supernova, you were pretty annoyed about that. And he came on and I think he only got 14. He barely played any minutes. So I know he's been kind of a popular second rower in that mid-range price. And he plays around 13, but if he's on the bench, it's, it's not much good deal. Yeah, well, I mean, I think Angus probably makes origin. I'm tipping, so he'll come back in. But it's such an odd move. I thought Satili was, you know, I thought he was a starter. And so that will sting. Um, I put Tino in there. Who's been good, um, Tino? 1,428 people brought Tino in last week. Isn't that a surprise? Um, yeah. If he's with a 40, which, you know, I mean, in the front row, it's not good enough. I don't think 40. You're getting that from Max King. You know, but um, he scored 34, 77, 45, and then this 40 over the last five, you know, five weeks. So I don't know. I just, it boggles my mind that people brought him in. You got a 40 out of him this week. And my ugly was Satili just because of the minutes. Suwali. Yeah, I, th- oh, you, I was you, surprised as well as you um, that people brought Tino in because he's got Origin coming up as well. So you're not even going to get any buy rounds out of him. And, and yeah, yeah and Suwali, as you're about to mention, to 88. I don't have him. So it was a bit ugly for me watching him hit his straps, but he still might be a little bit of a, a sneaky buy coming up. Yeah. Well, he's one of, I got him, you know, because he was one of those ones playing uh, the upcoming buy. I think somebody in one of the chats halfway through the game called him trap Ali. <laughs> so it was nice to see him go for a couple of pies and fish in the 86. Um, there's nothing else really in there. Tupu, he's somebody that interests me because he's a pretty consistent, someone you can lock into your center wing and get your 60, 70 quite safely. Got over for a couple of tries, fish with a 73. Well, it was an honorable mention. Um, on to the cows yeah, the versus. Roosters. Oh, you're sorry? Yeah, just I'd say on the Roosters back line, I think because they play around 13 against the Raiders. So if you're looking for people with high ceilings, maybe Roosters players for that weekend. Yeah, well, 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 there's a couple that'll appear in my buys um, because it's not a bad matchup. And again, with that thought process, which I have is, can I hold them as a 19th and 20th? You know, Tupu's definitely, you know, fits into that category. Um, moving on to the Cows versus the Knights. Um, Val Holmes, it was my good. It wasn't a hugely scoring, you know, super cool. I know the Chad finished you know, with a 90, but he's not going to be heavily owned from, but Holmes is 4.2%. So he's in that sort of nice pod area in the last couple of weeks, it's been a 53 and a 46, which has been sort of medium scores, but he's, you know, bung out a 70 this week, which is pretty good. Um, I was going to put drink water. It is the bad because he was a very popular buy this week. He finished the original game on 49, but he's updated mm. nicely to 74. He had a big update. Um, 7,748 brought in. I think 74 probably makes it a good move but for now because we know he's got a couple of hard matchups coming in, but he's outscored Cody, who was probably the other choice for people. Yeah, and I was with you with uh, drink water. I saw the 49 this morning, and he's obviously found points to get to 74, so it looks like a good score all of a sudden. And he's another one that plays around 13 against the Titans, I believe. So he's definitely ticking some boxes. Yeah, and he was taken off with like 20 minutes to go because he had a busted eye. So, you know, I think he would have tunned up in that game if, if he played out the full da- uh, full game. Um, so, you know, he's not, a, he's not a bad. You know, Lolo, 50 points. It's not the worst score, um, but Lolo was looming as a buy for me. I was thinking of maybe upgrading Josh King to Lolo to pump up around 13 number, but I don't think I can sell Josh King. He's going good. No, I did that actually like a few weeks back. I went Josh King to Tamalo, but 50 points, I think that's pretty bad last night, really. Uh, in a game that had a lot of points, I, 
I didn't watch that game closely, I must admit, but I was very surprised to check and just see he only had 50. But look, he's another one that plays the buy, so I will be holding him for a while. Well, I'll tell you this. I watched the game and he was a bee's dick away from two tries. <laughs> like, oh. I think one of them was a dodge call too. So, I mean, he, he could have easily been up at a really good score. And I think that that's enough for me to think about, you know, getting him. Um, the bad for me was best. Mate, he's mm. really gone off a cliff, <laughs> this bloke. I think he's probably trying not to get injured because he hasn't been a bit injury prone. I'm surprised he's 3.1% owned. I know it's not big numbers that's going to hurt anyone, but he's been okay this year. The last five, 47, 74, 45, 46. It's not great. I don't know why people have him, to be quite honest, but this week it was a 30. Is it the scores you want? I don't know, but it's weird. No, you're right. I had him as down as an ugly. I don't own him personally, but, you know, he kind of burst onto the scene as this real barnstorming high ceiling player for super coach purposes, but he's anything but at the moment. And I guess it's just a product of being in the Newcastle team. It's probably hard to get good ball. And yeah, he's just not looking probably as good as we expected he was going to be. Yeah. A couple of honorable mentions in there. Randall, he's like the cheapie that keeps on keeping on. He updated to 78 this week. I played him because I knew he was going to play 80. So I figured he'll get 60 points and he did. Um, felt he backed up a ton last week with an 82. He's not someone I've ever really owned in Supercoach, but he, he's a good winger and he can score a good try. Um, Clem's been good. He got a 72. Cotter, people have been bringing him in because he's played 80 the last couple of weeks. But a 68, I'm worried about him going off to origin. I think he's got to be a good chance. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same. I bought him in a few weeks ago and I th- mainly well, partly for the reason that he will play the buy round, but I don't think he will. I'm with you. I think he might get in the, in the Queensland squad for sure. Yep. Uh, onto the storm versus the dragons. That can be yours. Yeah. Well, there's lots of good, isn't there? Really? You take your pick all the storm players probably pick for me was Munster just cause I'm an owner. I've had him all year and, you know, everyone spoke about him pre-season as being this new man, had a child off the drink, whatever. He's really delivering to what they were saying. Another 122 today at the moment. He's just awesome, isn't he? Absolutely. Grant and Munster were two that I, I brought in right from the start of the season. I knew they weren't going to play around one, but I had no doubts. It was going to be, I mean, I thought it could be him and Cody for top two again this year, but as soon as I saw him trim and in a, you know, contract type year, you know, negotiating some contracts, I was like, he'll be awesome. You know, when I write down, I, I color code everything in their scores, whether it's a good medium or, or, you know, bad. His last five have been sensational. It's all greens, 84, 96, 110, 74, 122. The price just keeps going up and up and up. And he was, you know, that's one of the downsides of losing someone like Paps mid-game. But as soon as he left, Munster and uh, Grant and Hughes went to work. And so their scores just started shooting up. Yeah, they're an unbelievable unit. Just watching them play today, they're so quick. And you mentioned Grant there. He's on 129 before the updates. And he was my bad purely because I don't have him. Like, mm. I've had Cook most of the year. But just watching Grant go about his business today, he's so important to that team. He gets them just rolling through the middle. And he's awesome, really, isn't he? Absolutely. Um, 129 from Grant. He was 3.2% captain. So that's good captain score. Him and Hines um, would have been good ones. And there was a, a 3.2 for Munster as well. Meany, 76, interests me a little bit. He might get the fullback spot and he might kick goals, which could make him super coach relevant. 
Yeah, it's going to be an interesting watch on our team this Tuesday. But, you know, as we said before, a tricky game next week for him to come in. So it'll be interesting to see if he does get that slot. I guess the ugly out of this game has to be the Pappy injury. It's going to force everyone into a trade they probably didn't want to make, getting rid of him or keeping him and sitting him on your sideline. But I, I don't think you can have a fullback sitting there not playing, given how many good fullbacks there are out there. Yeah, not a 900 k you know, you've got to do something with them. Um, you know, Teddy's been going gang, but there's a lot of people that might have a Teddy and perhaps combo. I think that probably asks for a, you know, a, a turbo. You, and I know it's, a, you know, turbo is going to play a few more rounds and then go off to origin, you know, so you're bringing in someone that's not going to be around 13, but I think that, you know, you're going to have some ripening, you know, cows to get back to perhaps quite easily. I think I mentioned Talakai. Um, the bad for me was Coates, um, 23, Look, it's just the way it is. And I think this was a match. It's hard on those times where you, it's a good matchup because this was a good matchup. And we, I figured it would be a smash up. You would have thought in that many points that Coates would have got a couple or a one at least, but it wasn't there for him today. And that's just what it's like to own Coates. Yeah. Like we said before, that's just him. You know, the last two weeks when they've scored big, he, he's gone big. But yeah, this week was more about Meany. They didn't really go to Coates often. So he, he just didn't get involved. But you can't really write him off. You just know next week he'll come back with a double probably. Yep. Um, my ugly was Bird. 4% owned Bird. 11 points from him. Um, it wasn't good from Bird or Hunt today. And I think that, that that's probably where St. George get their energy from. I think those two and whether they're on or not uh, wasn't a good one for him. His last five and well, the last two, it was a 21 last week from Bird. So if you have Bird, sell him. <laughs> Yeah, I'd have to agree. They don't play the buy either. So, yeah, there's not much point in keeping someone like that. Uh, over to the Sharks versus the Warriors. To finish the round, the good has to be Hines. 8.1% captain him. They're going to be people that are seeing some nice green arrows this week. I captain Paps. Did you captain Paps? Paps, yep. Yeah, so, I mean, look, those 8% are probably going to be having, a you know, a juicy score. What did you score, by the way, this week, you know, before the final updates? What are you sitting on? Uh, it's currently a tick under 1200, I think 1194 at the moment. So it was looking really good until Heinz because I don't have Heinz. So, uh, I thought I was in for a good, uh, maybe some more green arrows, but I feel like not having Heinz is going to really hurt me. Yeah, 1326 for me, um, which I think wow. I'll see some decent green arrows. I think I'm sitting, oh, I don't know, right on the thousand somewhere. So, hopefully, I can you know get nice and entrenched into that, um, top 1000. Hines was the good. He's such a good player. And when he went to fullback next week, it'll be actually interesting because, you know, they could put Kennedy in the halves and Hines could stay at fullback. I think he might loom as a pretty good captain option next week in magic round because Penrith and Melbourne might cancel each other out a little bit. Mm, Yeah, no, I agree with you. I don't think we can bank on the likes of Munster and Cleary going and Grant going huge next week because of that blockbuster game probably leads to lower scoring you think and yeah if you don't have Heinz like I don't uh I think Pappy to Heinz makes a lot of sense yeah definitely because it is a good matchup next week Talakai was my um bad with a 46 just wasn't there for him today I think he ran nearly 200 meters you know so from an actual NRL point of view it's going to come off he's going to get over for a try you'd think you know at some stage soon I'm going to hold him and I'm going to hopefully you know, use jewels and stuff and get him back to Paps. That's going to be my avenue back to Paps. So I've got Turbo Paps and I've got Gun Four Halves will be my plan. Um, ugly for me was AFB. Mate, he's, I thought he was going to be a top 
tier front row option mm-hmm. this year. 35 points for him this, you know, and, and the worry is, I mean, they, we got jibbed last week thanks to Lodge, the bloody prick. But, um, you know, they got rolled today. And I know they got five wins on the board, but they haven't really played any hard teams. And they got spanked um, by Melbourne. And they got a bit of a tail up today by the Sharks. Yeah, they're dismal, the Warriors. I wouldn't be surprised if they nearly get the spoon the way they're going, honestly. Um, I agree with you about AFB. He's been really disappointing. I, I picked him up in the draft comp, and I was really happy with that I got him so early, blah, blah, blah. But he just hasn't done much. It's been really annoying. Uh, 35 today, that's not good enough. And, yeah, Talakai, I agree. He was a, he was a bad for me as well. Just didn't probably see a lot of ball. But like we said earlier, you know, good games coming up, good chances to get some more scores, you'd think. Yep. Um, Teague Wilton was good. Um, he's a good line runner, that Wilton. Um, 93 for him today with a try. Tracy was good, 82. I think, you know, I think it might have answered some questions for Fitzgibbon when they got a full deck back on. I think it might. they might say he's ready to go back in his center spot. Um, we'll finish the show on possibles, you know, sells for now. We've picked four each, and we've also gone with buys for each that we like. Now, look, everybody listening, the sells don't mean I'm right, okay? Like, I get a lot of people go, why just sell, sell him, Adrian? He, he's a good player. Well, this is my opinion, and I do crunch a few numbers, and uh, they're sells for a reason for me, and it'll be the same for Tommy. So don't hate us for it. This is just our opinions. Um, you want to go with your um, the sells? We might have a few similar. Yeah, I'll, I'll kick us off. So Pappy, I think today, Ryan Pappenhausen, he shot up into the – into the almost must sell. I just think, like you're saying, 900K, not going to be there for a few weeks, may even be part of the origin setup. I just think it's time to call it with him and go to all the other big options. Uh, Will Penasini, uh, Eels have a tough run. He's really done a great job for owners over the first 10 weeks of the competition, but I just think he's probably hit his ceiling now, so you could move him on and upgrade him. Isaac Tago, like we said earlier in the podcast, just struggling to get any sort of ball, any sort of points. Yes, he plays the buy rounds, but you're doing a lot of damage in the meantime, owning him really. And my last one was uh, Payne Haas. Uh, I don't know about his injury. I think that shoulder is pretty dodgy. He tried to come back from it a week early and he did it again. Then he has origin coming up as well. So I think he might be one to uh, take a pass on for a few weeks at least. Yeah. Um, I've, I've moved him last week. As, as soon as I knew that May was in the team, that were probably my options of, of a sell to get Garrick. But I went with Haas because of that unknown about, you know, re-triggering the injury. And also because you're only going to get a couple more good games out of him, you know, tops before he goes off to Origin. Yeah, exactly right. I just think Origin is such a big factor. And, you know, the way the rugby league is at the moment such a physical game, they might not just miss that game before Origin. They could miss games between Origin because they're carrying injuries and they don't want to do a short backup. So... I just want to bypass him, I think. Yep. And have you got any more cells? Or was that all of them? That was my four, yes. I just rattled them off. <laughs> yep. Um, look, I had Targo as well. For the first four rounds, his average was 72.75. The last four, it's been 40.25. Sometimes it's, you know, regrettable to sell someone who's uh, a buy is looming up on, but we're seeing him in that 72 average, you know, light. With the way they started, we're not seeing him where in his recent history. Um, you know, he's going to be down to 430k, and by the time it gets to 13, he could be really low if it keeps going on this trajectory. Um, Stags, now I've got Stags in there, he's 27.2% owned, 
if you take out the two hundreds that Staggs has scored, his average is 52. So he is pumped up by those hundreds. He's got two hundreds this year, 180, 430s, 120, and one in the 10s. There's a lot of low scores yeah. in there. Um, oh, actually, if I take out the hundreds, the average is 37. Not the, His average is 52 with the hundreds. You know, I wrote yeah. a note to myself, am I crazy for saying that you sell Garrick? But, I mean, that you sell Stags? I mentioned Garrick because he's in the ballpark for you to go across from Stags, and, you know, he's around 13 number. Um, he's going to lose 35K this week. And do you flip him over to one of these ones now that is a around 13 option? Garrick, Manu. Manu's going to play fullback in the in that round. He's a bit sort of scorey like um Stags, it'll be a hundred. If you own Manu, it'll be the same thing. It'll be a hundred or it'll be a 20, you know? So yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I Stags just think is it's- an interesting one. I, I, I agree with what you're saying. I didn't expect his scoring floor to be so low this year. I thought he'd probably, his lowest scores would be around the forties, not getting 14 sort of thing. So that has been a real surprise, but mm. I'll probably just keep him because I have other things I need to do, but I agree with you. You could definitely sell him. Yeah, you could sell him. And that's why I've just said, am I crazy? Because in a way, you know, like I've got May and Garrick down there. Those are my rock solid ones. And I could add a Tupu in there, but I don't mind going a little dangerous in my other two center wings. So, you know, you, there is a case for hold and there is a case for sell. Probably the same with Targo as well, really, because if all it takes is a couple of tries, he's got a hard matchup next week. Mitchell Moses, um, 12.4%. It's time to move Mitch on. Um, he's got a hundred this year. He's got a 90, couple of eighties, a 70, a 50, a 40, a 30, and one this week, which was a, a terrible score, a 34. He got an eight last week as well. So for the start of the year, um, the first four games, his average was 81. Uh, in his last four, his average is 48. And that's, you know, we, we know that when you're, when you're picking players, the ears will, ears will start fast, particularly, you know, they get that nice early draw. The draw stiffens up a little bit now. And so you've got to sell. Yeah, and you've got to sell him because with that eight and 34 in his uh, rolling average and his value, you've got to get him across now to someone who's going to do a better job for you. Yeah, I completely agree with that one. Uh, they've got hard games, like you're saying, Manly and then the Roosters the next two. So you wouldn't think he's going massive in either of those. And yeah, it's a good time to uh, get off the train. Yeah, you probably should have got, he had 130B this week and he was up against you know, the Panthers. It was probably, you know, mathematically, it was probably staring you in the face to get rid of him uh, last week. But I think it's time to go now because you've got an eight and a 34 in there. Tuolagi, 40.7% owned. Look, he's maxing out. Um, the average is 37.28. He's worth 300 something K. I think it's going to be a popular, he's going to frustrate people who were forced to play him this week. And you, you could probably go down to a Burbo. But the fu- the fact of the matter is he still made his BE this week. Just. Yeah, he's not someone I've been involved with this year. I just I never got to him. Um, he did obviously make some money early doors, but I guess the fact he's not playing the first buy, it kind of makes him pretty easy to sell, I would say. Yeah, I mean, look, there's scores in there from him, you know, 46, 32, 28, 38 to start the year. So they're kind of like if you wanted to loop and you got a 28, you could live with it, you know, and it was a 24 this week. So, you know, I've got, you don't, you could wait a week if you wanted and reassess, but I certainly would not be playing him in your 17. And I didn't, I could have avoided that this week without being an idiot, but he's definitely a sell option. And I think because he's in the second row, 
people might move him on to like a Burbo or something like that. Although if they've got the jewels you can, at 300, if you've got some you know, bank, it's probably time mm-hmm. to get there because we are hoping that Tuolagi would be a good cheapie, but he's not going to get to 500K, I'm afraid. He's not going to be like a Randall that's hummed away and, you know, Taff is scoring well enough with the 60 and stuff to go up in price. Tuolagi's not doing that. Yeah, I think he's he's reached his capacity in terms of price. You know, he's not going to go up anymore. The Tigers aren't doing much really, and he's just not getting a lot of quality ball. And yeah, he did a good job for owners, but I think it's time to say goodbye. Yep. Uh, all right, let's move over to the buys. Um, I probably focus a little bit on the third round thirteen numbers again. Uh, you know, a lot of people sort of say to me, oh, you're going on about round 13. Oh, look, in the buys is a chance for you to catch up on green arrows if you play it right. I, I like to aim for 12 and 13 numbers, but I, I always th- think quality. I want to get a quality nine or 10. So I think some of these buys thinking about getting to those quality good numbers and also ones that you can hold for the rest of the year because there's a likelihood that some of these guys that you bring in for your round 13, you're going to have to hold. You're going to probably have to hold them yeah. for the rest of the year. So you've got to feel like, can I play him as a 19th or 20th man? Um, do you want, oh, you're the guest, you go You go first. <laughs> sure. I feel like we might double up here a few yeah, of them. Yeah, we might uh, do. Ruben, Ruben Garrick, first of all, I really should have picked him up the week just gone because he got him out and got a ton, but still not too late. I don't think people like Stags, like you're saying, or Will Penasini, you could move straight to Garrick if you have a little bit of cash on the side. Uh, they've got a nice game against Brisbane this week. And then they play the Warriors in that all-important round 13. And he'll probably be fullback that night with Turbo out. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of uh, good reasons to get him. I, I agree. First four for him was a 51 average. And it actually, you know, the first two games, he started off with 30s. And then he sort of hit his straps right from there onwards. Um, the last four, the average has been 77, which is very good. And that's not even – he's had one game with Turbo back in there and he scored a ton. He was on my list too. Yeah, yeah. He's. He, I think he's going to be very popular. and. Full credit to you. I think you said you got him this week, didn't yeah, you? Got already. Him. Yeah, got him. Yeah, that's very, very good. You're going to beat the masses to him. Um, my next one was Joey Manu, uh, another one who plays that buy. He's quite expensive. And like you're saying, uh, similar to Staggs, he has that odd bad score in him, but he also is a player with a very high ceiling. And if you're looking to make up ground in that first bye week, he's the sort of player you might want against the Raiders. You could even throw a captain on him. Yeah, I agree. He's on my list too. He is expensive, 615. The average is 66 for the year, so it averages out okay. Um, the first four games, 67 average. The last five, 54, because there's been a couple of 20s in there. It is controversial because he is a yo-yo, but I think about players to bring into my team. I'm thinking about he plays round 13, so that's good for my team right now. He's going to play fullback in round 13. And we know what Joey Manu can do in fullback. So he's a good um, captaincy option. And yes, you can hold him in your center wing and play him on matchups for the rest of the year. Yeah. And he really, he's trying to get involved. I can tell in their games and when he's not finding the ball, he's trying to go look for it. So that's a good sign. And like you said, he'll probably play fullback round 13. So that'll be awesome. Uh, TPJ was my next one. I don't have him at the moment. Another one who's likely to play in that buy round against Penrith. He's very risky in a way. Oh, like his uh, discipline is awful, as we saw the other night yet again. But he's a consistent scorer, really. It doesn't really matter how bad the dogs go. He's always going to churn out a decent score, and he runs very hard. So I feel like he might be a good one to put in your forwards. Yep. And last but not least, Joseph Suwali. Uh, probably should have – another one I probably should have looked at a bit earlier than now. 
yesterday was probably his best game he's had in the top grade. He got, I think, got 88 in Supercoach or thereabouts. He'll be there around 13. Roosters, if they're improving, he's going to be probably a part of their back line going forward. And he's pretty cheap still. So, yeah, I think it's probably now is the time to get onto his train. Yeah, I've noticed as an owner, really, from the first game he had, he's getting better every week. And this week, you know, the Roosters, you know, they attack when they're on, they attack well, and it's going to get to their wingers. It got to Tupu and it got to Suwali. I think it's a really fine choice because I, I think he's bolted into that wing spot. Now it'll be centers that fight over spots in there, but I think Tupu and Suwali on the wings looks good for them. Lolo. I don't own Lolo yet. He's going to be 600K. The first four games of the year was 59. The last four games, it's been an average of 67. He's getting, you know, that's seven, eight, eight points better than over the last recent games. It was only a 50 this week, um, but his average for the year is 63.1. If I'm going to grab TPJ or Lolo, I'll probably grab Lolo. He's just a bit more safe for me, for mine. Um and I think he's got room for more. I don't know. The TBJ feels like that's what you're going to get with him. And there's always that risk of injury or, or suspension, whereas you're not going to have that with Lolo. I mean, Lolo was so close to an 80 this week with those two close tries. You know, the last four weeks, it's been 86, 62, 69, you know, and 50. It's, it's, it's quite acceptable. Yeah, you're right. And obviously playing that buy round is great. He's, a, he's going to be a safe option, you think, for at least a 60 Probably when I saw the 50 points, I was disappointed, but I didn't realize what you're saying there, that he, he nearly had some tries. So that probably does explain that score. Yeah, it was very close. Um, look, he's you can safely play him in front row if you, if you need to, or as, a, as your third front row. The thing for me is, um, you know, I don't know if I want to sell Josh King. He's going good. He's getting 60s, mid-60s, but it could be he could be the one that I do sell uh, because, you know, you don't need heaps of front rowers. You know, you could have two premiums and a Max King, you know, on your bench and move him on after the next buy, uh, after the buy. Um, but Lolo's one who I've got my eye on. Um, I had Manu in there as well. I had Garrick in there, but I've also got Tupu. Tupu is an option, you know, for that round 13, because I think any of that back line, you know, Suwali, Manu, who's going to play fullback, Tupu's 530K, which is a hell of a lot more affordable. Um, He finished with a nice 70-something this week as well. He started the year a little hotter than his last few weeks. He had a 64.5 average after his first four games. The last four have been 51, but actually that'll juice it up, you know, with his 70s this week. He is pretty safe. You know, he gets pretty safe, consistent scoring. Not too many low ones in there from him. He's kind of like what you hoped uh, Manu's floor would be. You know, if, mm. if Manu had the ceiling that he had, but the floor of Tupo, he'd be an excellent player uh, for super coach purposes. But I really think he's, you know, I've talked about having two safe, like a Garrick and a May, who are scoring consistently every week. And you have a couple of dangerous ones. If you need a safe one to plug into your center wing, I think most Tupu owners are generally happy. You know, you get 70s, you know, quite regularly. Yeah, well, five scores now out of uh, eight games that he's got over 60, and I think four of them over 70. So that's pretty consistent scoring for a back. who doesn't He doesn't get goals either. So he's always just, just pitching in with some tries and a bit of base as well. So I agree with you. He plays the all-important buy round yet again. I think everyone we've mentioned tonight, is playing that buy round. So clearly we're both kind of targeting those players, aren't we? 
Yeah, and I think all of these ones that we mentioned are ones that you could feel pretty comfortable owning. My last one is a risky one, which we mentioned at the top of the show, which is Kikau. He's one in the round. I think of him for a round 13 number as someone who could go big. And in that round, I think you if you didn't own Manu, you'd be worried about what Manu could do in that round. I think you're probably – you're not going to be worried about what Lolo – maybe you, you, Lolo gets 60-70, but you could get you know 120 out of – kick out or 150 out of Manu um, kick outs had four eighties this year, uh, 170, 160. You could play him on your, on matchups. I think he's affordable. What's his price. I think he's in the five hundreds, but you know, if you talk to people that own my um, kick out, they say, Oh, you can, he can get a low one. He is probably one of those real yo-yo second row forwards, which is hard. He's kind of like Lukey, but he does it a little bit better. He's a bit more consistent than Lukey. Yeah, he has. This is a good shout for you, actually. I hadn't really looked at kick out at all, but I like his scoring this year. He's got four scores, like you say, over 80, which is pretty good strike rate, to be honest. And then Bulldogs in the buy round, and that's followed up by Newcastle and the Warriors. So there's a good little run there for him, and he's a bit of a flat-track bully. He loves the weaker teams. So you could look at three really good scores to that period for him. Yeah, and I think, you know, if you're balancing the budget, you know, you might need to spend a bit of money to get, um, you know, a a Tago up to a Garrick or something like that, or a Penasini. You know, you might not be able to afford another expensive one, I think. Or you might need to go down, you know, from one of your – second rowers or you're saving money from paps or whatever. I think he's a, one of those affordable options as is Tupu for you to go. Who's going to possibly score you well and can, you can play for the rest of the year. Um, that's it. That's the, my buys. I think, you know, it is centered around round 13, but I guess it's probably a good, I think we had a, a lot of double ups there. So we obviously both think Manu, we obviously both like Garrick. I think that those are people that you could target moving forward over the next you know, a few weeks to go into that number. I don't know if you get yourself 10 or 11 and they're these kind of players, I think you'll be in good shape in the first buy. It's tough, isn't it? This is the real time of the year where you can make moves or you can go a long way backwards because you've got to try and probably get to, like you're saying there, you know, 10 or 11 decent players. But then you also have to try and have round 17 in mind too and flip your squad to get some points there. So it's, it's a balancing act and it's going to sort out the men from the boys. That's for sure. Yeah. I kind of lean towards thinking there's better options for the round 17 as well. So, you know, a lot of players I know in super coach, they just target it as an overall. These are my numbers. I want to play in both the buys and they just go heavier in the stronger of the two buys. So you're not tied into having all of those guys that we mentioned, but you know, target yourself a few of them, I think. And, you know, we're hitting round 10. So we're getting close with three more rounds. If you're sitting at five now, you are going to be have to yeah. think about some of these numbers, some of these guys. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure what the magic number is. You're saying maybe 10 to 12. Is that what would you say you, yeah. you want to have playing round 13? Yeah, I think anywhere from 10 to 12. I think you'll you'll get, you know, you'll get a reasonable enough score not to get rolled. Yeah, I think I'm sitting at about seven or eight at the moment. So I'm probably going to have to make, you know, two or three trades over the next three weeks to to boost that number, but also trying to score well on a weekly basis as well. You don't want to, you don't want to forget the week that's in front of you sort of thing. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right. Well, thanks so much for coming on, Tommy. I think par this week, it's a real tough one. I've got uh, the highest I've seen is a guy I lost a head to head to. He scored a 1458. Well, Captain Carrie yeah. Grant. 
um, you know, so there's a wild, I, I look at, you know, in that Podmasters Cup, there's a really good, you know, crop. And I think there's a lot of 12, sort of 1200s, you know, into mm. 1300s. So, you know, I think that that park would be an interesting one this week. Somewhere yeah, I think your 1326, I think you said that, that should see you go into some green arrows. I think, my 1194 is probably slightly below par. I probably, I don't think I've seen red arrows this year yet. So I think tomorrow is not going to be the best day for me, but we come back stronger next week. Yeah. I, well, last week was my first week in uh, red arrows. So I'll be glad to go up, you know, this week, if I can do it, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Everyone can find you guys on all the socials. You're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's, is it, how, where does it go in there? How, how do you, what are people going to look up? <laughs> Uh, at Supercoach365, probably best to follow us on Instagram. We do a lot of, I guess, fan interaction. You can ask us questions that we answer uh, live on the podcast. So, yeah, tune in if you would like. Yeah, no, it's a uh, ripping you know, podcast. And you, I'll, I'll, I, I, hopefully Ryan wasn't offended. I don't, I, I, it's always hard when I go and pick someone from a, a you know, multiple podcast and invite someone on. But I was like, I'll go to the Raiders fan first. I have yeah. to, <laughs> but I'll get Ryan. And I chat to him in a lot of the groups too. He's a good fella. And he's, he, I like um, people who don't, he's not always agreeable on things about super coach. He's got his own point of view and thinks for himself. That's good because you know, that's super coach. The only way you, if you end up having the same team as everyone else, you're not going to go any higher on the ladder. You know, you've got to think yeah. a little bit differently to others sometimes to, to be good at super coach. Absolutely. He's got, he's got a, a mind of his own, but a very smart mind. And like I said before, all the graphics, if you watch our YouTube and that, all the graphics, is, it's done by him. He's an absolute master of that. So, yeah, he's awesome. Beautiful. Well, it's been a pleasure having you on and, you know, we'll hopefully get you back on again in the future. Thanks, mate. All the Thanks, best. Buddy. Maybe I don't want to know the way to go taking on a journey i got places to go wanna chase a miracle it's possible you just gotta open the door darling it's cold out there don't fear the road just come along with me you're not alone out there let's write a song make up the melody if you're looking for me, baby, you know you can find me following the